It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go, coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not laundering money, okay? New reports indicate that Joe Biden was charging his son $50,000 a month to rent the Delaware home where his classified documents were stored. It's worth noting that's $40,000 a month more than the market rate, which has led some people to believe it was a creative way to funnel money from Hunter's shady overseas business dealings. Are you the big man, Joe? It is a question we will answer today with Florida Representative Greg Stubbe. And, of course, Fox business host Brian Brenberg. Brenberg might be ready to launder some money himself if he bet the Vikings over the weekend. His hometown Vikings went up against our New York Giants on Sunday. (laughs) Did not end good for those purple people eaters. But 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of the shindig today. 888-788-9910. You know the deal. It is an audio safe space for cool people. Your political orientation means nothing to me. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, we do not. All we ask, you be a Republican, you be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent, whatever you want, we don't care. Just don't be a Hey, hey, hey. So we get this big Tuesday episode, uh, some TV updates before we get the ball rolling. I was on the Sean Hannity show last night with my man Clay Travis and Pete Hegseth. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Cross America Facebook page today. I will be getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, tonight at 11 o'clock on the Fox News channel. And prior to going on Gutfeld, I will also be on with my main man, Jesse Waters, uh, at 7 o'clock on Jesse Waters' primetime right here on the Fox News channel. Hey, girl! Of course, the big show is not Jimmy Fallon and his loud sport coats or his community college intellect. No! It is a report now, and this is where it's getting really dicey for Biden. Man, what a wild time to be. I've said, it's such a great week to be hosting a talk radio show because it's all so juicy. And at this point, so much of it is speculation that you can really have some what I like to call responsible fun. Okay, And what I mean by that is, you know, as a broadcaster, you realize there's millions of people listening to the show. I am very careful with the information I am given. After all, I am just a talk radio host. I'm not the current president of the United States. Come on, man. No, this whole Biden thing, man, it is nuts. So according to reports by Zillow, and if you ever like, you know, looking at houses online and seeing what houses go for around the country, for whatever reason, Jenny's been doing that every day since she moved in to New York. I don't know if that's a bad sign, but every every day you walk into the house, Jenny's either looking at a house on Zillow or a one-way U-Haul rental out of town. I don't know if that's a commentary on our marriage uh, or maybe what she plans to do after we uh, cash in, you know, the life insurance policy, because I also have that marriage where ever since I took out life insurance, Jenny's also always uh, suggesting risky activities, you know. You should go cliff diving sometime. Maybe bungee jump off a bridge, you know. She never suggested these things till you get the life insurance. Now something tells me, you know, we're looking at one of those 
bungee jumps where the cord isn't actually tied to my foot, you know. Next thing you know, Jenny's skipping town. But the shady business right now is not, it is not in the Fallow family. Stick with me. Uh, Zillow, which is a real estate website, says the Biden house where these classified documents were stored would rent for $7,600 a month. $7,600 a month. Now, according to documents unearthed in Hunter Biden's laptop, his own receipts and bank records show that he was paying Joe Biden $50,000 a month. This could be a problem. 50000 So he's paying over 43000 more per month than the market rate. And if you think the rent is high... You know, you should see the tenant. You know what I'm saying? Hunter's a dirtbag. But the point being is a lot of people now believe, based on that differential between the market and what he was actually paying, the question becomes, hey, why would Hunter be paying 43000 extra dollars a month? You know, I know the guy might get zooted up from time to time. You know, impregnate the occasional stripper when he's out, you know, partying on the road. You know. I love it when you talk dirty. But the point is... To be charging him an extra $43,000 a month doesn't make any sense unless this is a creative way to give Biden money that he couldn't give to him under a normal banking transaction. Oh, wow! Now, I don't know that we are there, just so we're clear. Again, I want to be responsible. But we're going to be talking to Greg Stube today from the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, I'm very interested to know... What are the ways and means of overcharging your son $43,000 a month unless he's paying you for something besides the rent? I think he's got a point. And this is where this Biden thing has just gotten so sloppy. And, you know, the fact that the story was hid until after the election. Like, we found out about this story. They found out about this story. We now know that at least one major news network found out about this story before the midterm elections. But they sat on the story. Because they didn't want it to have an impact on the midterms. Much the same as the Hunter Biden laptop story was branded as Russian disinformation. Oh, it's Russian. We can't report this. You can't share this. It's Russian disinformation. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. And they committed the very thing they lecture you about every day. You know, we're all we're protecting democracy. You don't understand. Election interference. MAGA. Okay, there is no bigger case in our nation's history of election interference than our own intel community knowingly discrediting a story that they knew to be true for no other reason than because they wanted to protect their preferred political candidate. That is election interference. Think of it as football. Okay, the refs watched a game-changing pass interference penalty and were like, no, we're rooting for the other guys. No. And everybody in the stands knew it was true, and now we were just supposed to move on with our lives as if it never happened? That's not right. It's not right. And the fact that they now did it before this election a second time doesn't sit well with a lot of people, including my man Tim Scott. Here is Tim Scott, superstar senator from North Carolina. Uh, excuse me, South Carolina. It's on America's Newsroom. Uh, and he had this to say about suppressing documents. It is clip four. 
Well, first thing we should think, Dana, how, how obnoxious are they really? The truth is that they suppressed the information before the election so that it would not have impact during the election. That sounds like a little bit of engineering from my perspective. The stench of hypocrisy coming from this administration is making the American people sick. It's one of the reasons why we have so little confidence in this administration and in government overall. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, how how could you have faith? You know, at the very least, it sounds like they were knowingly misleading the American people and hiding this information. But at the very worst, it sounds like they could be engineering some level of cover up of a much bigger problem. Not, hey, I accidentally took home these documents. I'm so sorry. Here they are. So much as it was, hey. Now that these documents have been found, they do also connect the home where they've been found to my son, who has been connected to me in terms of business in the past, who, oh, by the way, is paying me an extra $43,000 a month in rent, meaning they had built a creative workaround to the law in this country, and the whole thing could just collapse based on the fact that Biden needed to pull open his garage door and film a Corvette video forgetting he had boxes of stuff he shouldn't have in his house sitting there in the background. Biden is such a disaster. Now, again, I don't know that we're there yet, but I know that every time you get another contradiction. You know, this story started off with, well, there was the one document. It was at the the Penn Center at the University of Pennsylvania. We found it. Lawyers corroborated. That's going to do it. (laughs) And we found out the next day. We're like, well, as it turns out, Okay, there's a couple of documents on the floor next to the Corvette. We checked. The lawyers got back to him right away. That's going to do it. <laughs> then the third day, they're like, well, okay, uh, some other document floating around. And as it, yeah, the kid did live here. And even though the kid listed himself as the owner on his own tax records, we also have receipts of him paying rental fees to his father for a property the kid supposedly owns. Now, I'm telling you, at this point, you start to answer questions. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? You want to know. And the truth is we don't know. And when asked why, hey, how come? Okay, if we've had constant lying And if it wasn't lying, misunderstandings. The point is, how come with an FBI special counsel going on, Biden's lawyers, people who make $1,000 an hour just randomly out there in charge of uncovering these documents, and then with a straight face were being told, well, once they saw the word classified, they stopped reading from there. Come on, don't bullshit me. In what world? Okay, are you is anyone listening to this dumb enough to believe the man's lawyers, knowing that whatever he might possess could, in fact, lead to criminal charges, didn't want to know what the documents said? Oh, we saw the documents said classified. We'd never do something as reckless as to keep reading from there. After all, we are protective stewards of classified information, which is why we have them laying on the floor in a garage where the door could open and they could just blow away all over the neighborhood. You know, we're serious people. What you are is serious clowns. <coughs> but here is, uh, I, mean, I found this so fascinating. Dan Goldman's New York representative, uh, he was on Face the Nation. He was asked, hey, how come Biden's lawyers, they don't have a security clearance 
Why is the government, why is Biden, a man who's supposed to be so protective of classified information, letting these people who don't even have a security clearance search for the documents? Here it is. He has no answer. Clip nine. Why would he send lawyers who don't have a security clearance to search for classified material? I, I'm not sure, uh, I, I, and we don't know the circumstances of that, um, but certainly the documents leave uh, the vice president's office and have to be stored somewhere. I mean, dude. Don't change the subject. Just answer the f***ing question. Certainly the documents leave the vice president's office. They have to be stored somewhere. Okay, according to that somewhere, okay, I've read this to you a hundred times since last Friday. The only place they can be scored is in a specially secured government skiff, and they must be kept in a nylon key-locked briefcase that can only be opened in a government skiff. Okay? Does any of that say floor of your garage? Does any of it say, oh, I don't know, office at the University of Pennsylvania that the Chinese Communist Party, our biggest geopolitical foe, donated $30 million to? So the point is, Dan Goldman doesn't want to answer the question because he's a new guy in town and he's really concerned about who he might rub the wrong way. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. But now here is even Matt Lewis, and I want to give MSNBC credit for this because I got a couple of montages to play today that are just embarrassing. Talk about a stampede of shameless stupidity. But here is Matt Lewis at the very least trying to make the case that this is changing perceptions of Biden. And I don't doubt that it has changed some people's perceptions of Biden and that they bought what the media had sold them in the run-up to the 2020 election, which was that Biden was a genius who was on top of things and always dotted his I's and crossed his T's. Don't be thick, all right? I mean, yes, even Barack Obama knows and was famously quoted on a hot mic as saying, never underestimate Joe's ability to things up. Okay, but here is Matt Lewis going with the, the myth which is, well, people really were, you know, invested in this Biden guy. Uh, but now this is starting to change perceptions. Here it is, clip 10. Democrats really, I think, established this brand as being the, the competent, sane, decent party. And that lasted through the midterms. And I think it culminated with this uh, Republican sort of displaying their dysfunction with that very chaotic election of Kevin McCarthy as speaker. And now we have this momentum shift. And... I, I think it is very, very damaging. Again, what happened here with these classified documents really erodes and undermines not just the momentum, but the brand of, that the Democrats had been building of being the, not only the competent party, but the decent, honest party. Yeah. <laughs> the Democrats were the decent and honest party. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. You know, the ones who, the decent and honest party who knowingly misled the world over Russian collusion, knowing full well they were even being told by Twitter, hey, this is fake, don't do it. The ones who knowingly told you border agents were whipping Haitian migrants, even though the photographer who took the video said, hey, this is fake, don't do it. The ones that said the vaccine would stop you from getting COVID, you could not spread the virus. They're the party of decency and honesty. The ones who fired you from your job if you didn't get a vaccine that they themselves knew wasn't even tested to stop transmission. But that was the whole pitch of the Democrats is that they were responsible. The adults are back in the room. That's what they said. And they weren't lying. The adults are in the room. They're in the kitchen. They're in the living room. They're in the bathroom. They're in the garage. 
and they're looking for classified documents because they don't know where the adults left them. Biden sucks. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we do have to shout out the folks over at CNN. CNN is the worst. Maybe so. The late, great Rush Limbaugh. Talent on loan from God, as he liked to say, uh, would from time to time call out what he considered to be a random act of journalism. And it always struck me as funny when I was driving a cab. So me being the guy on the other side of the microphone, you being the person in the middle of your work day or whatever the hell you're doing, if you listen to this show, I can assume some type of a heist or you're cooking meth in a Winnebago. But the point is, you're out there making an effort like I was when I listened to Rush. Uh, I'd like to cite a random act of journalism. Here is CNN, Representative Mike Lawler, of course, a Republican from New York, but getting Don Lemon to at least acknowledge the fact that Biden's mishandling of classified information has been compounded by his mishandling of his own message in response to it. It is clip eight. You don't think the difference in Biden seeming to cooperate and the lawyers turning it over and Trump not cooperating for months and having to have a warrant and what have you, you don't think that that makes a difference to folks at home? I think it's a distinction without a difference. The bottom I, line here... I can't here, disagree with you on the, that. The bottom line here to me is either the documents should not have been taken or they sh- or, or there's no issue with it. And so there needs to be consistency when we talk about these issues. And, uh, you know, frankly, I think the fact that we didn't find out about this until two months after the fact, uh, including after the election, uh, mm-hmm. when the White House was using the raid on Mar-a-Lago as evidence as to why Republicans should not be in control, speaks volumes here. And and I think uh, it was the right thing to appoint a special prosecutor uh, in the case of President Biden, uh, as was done with President Trump. Uh, and and we'll have to see what comes of it. If you're explaining, you're losing. Because they're trying to explain the difference. And we know there is a difference. What in God's name is he doing? (laughs) That's pretty much what everyone is saying about Biden. You know, they're really saying that about is everybody on Twitter and every idiot in the media who's still trying to tell you Biden's fine because he got back to the feds quicker than Trump did. Well, Trump took a while. Trump's lawyers stalled the feds. They didn't return the calls right away. Biden was cooperating, so Biden can't be guilty. Yo, if you kill the person next to you right now and self-report to the cops, here's a newsflash. When they show up to the house... They're going to arrest you for murder. Correct the mundo. It's not about self-cooperating in the aftermath of a crime. It's about whether or not you committed that crime to begin with. Come on, man. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, a man who is home for the month of January. I'm doing TV every night of the week, and 
hanging out with my little old family. I've been home watching the NFL football playoffs with the link man. Uh, that was like the campaign promise I made to myself uh, all year in 2022. I basically worked 365 days a year, but I said, hey, I'm not going to go on the road in January. I'll actually do TV, you know, five, six, seven days a week. Who cares? But I won't have any flying so I can watch some football with my kid. You can do a little eating on the couch because, as you know, uh, you know, I'm an emotional guy. I like the food. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> pizzas. I'll be doing that this weekend. Uh, but come February... Uh, I am getting back on the road. Uh, I'll be at the Carson Nugget in Carson, Nevada, Saturday night, February the 4th. If you're listening to KKFT out there in Reno, uh, give it a go. We'd love to see you. And then I will be up in Fat Cats uh, Friday night, February the 17th, Saturday night, February the 18th. Uh, that is in Utica, New York. And then March the 3rd, I'm going to Seattle. Come on, man. You haven't lived till you've told comedy and stepped on a syringe outside of a homeless encampment. Uh, but I will be at the Federal Way Performing Arts and Events Center Saturday night, March the 3rd. And then March the 4th, I will be down in Sacramento, California. Hey, girl, I am at the Crest Theater. Very fancy, Sacramento, on a Saturday night. And then in April, uh, April the 7th, I am in Bend, Oregon at the Tower Theater. April 8th, I am in Boise, Idaho uh, at the Egyptian Theater. And then we're back in Jersey on the East Coast, April 21st and 22nd. I am at Bananas in Bergen, New Jersey. So gas up the Camaro. Tease up those bangs, Maria. We're going to Jersey. And actually, I like the word. I like the use of Maria from Bronx Tale. Do you remember Bronx Tale? And they're like, it's Saturday night and all across the Bronx, you could hear the sounds of Italian men romancing their women. Hey, Maria, get in the f- car <laughs> screw you we'll get in the f- that's what's going on a lot of yelling and screaming yesterday we had a lot of yelling and screaming man oh boy oh man we're gonna just dive in on this of course it was martin luther king day yesterday and we all celebrate the legacy of the late great dr king and we all breathe a sigh of relief at the end of the day every year knowing that Joe Biden did not get in front of a microphone and refer to it as Rodney King Day. Biden's lost his marbles. And before you think that was a joke, it's so... Biden sang happy birthday yesterday to the wife of Martin Luther King's nephew. We played you a chunk of it yesterday. I covered this last night on Hannity. Here is Biden singing for the first time in history. I've never seen this before. It's essentially happy birthday to who? Because he forgets the name he's singing to. This is a bad one. It's clip 25. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday to you. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Like, where are we as a country when we need to put the lyrics to happy birthday in the teleprompter? You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to... <laughs> Did you hear how he, think he dropped because he didn't know the name? Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Not pretty. Uh, it was a bad one. But it wasn't the worst thing he did in front of a microphone yesterday. Joe Biden and the Democrats writ large just had an embarrassing day. You know, I opened the show yesterday. It was Martin Luther King Day. And I kind of wanted to, you know... Celebrate the progress we've made in this country, because the truth is, and I I do mean this, uh, there is no more tolerant or inclusive society on the planet of Earth than the United States of America. That's true. That is true. Doesn't matter what you are, black, 
Muslim, Asian, gay, trans, any type of alternative lifestyle, there is nowhere on earth you'd rather be you than right here in this country. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That's essentially the tone of the show every day. Stop bashing the country. But if ever there was a day to stop bashing the country, it's Martin Luther King Day. Because Martin Luther King Day, when you really reflect honestly on what he wanted and what we've achieved, yo, I know this is going to sound a little nuts, but we pulled off all of it. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. All of it. And we deserve credit for that. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but we deserve the credit. We're denying the effort, the contribution, the sacrifice, the suffering, the risk of true civil rights pioneers. Okay, what were their goals? We want to sit at the same lunch counter. We want to go to the same schools. We want to live in the same neighborhoods. We want to work in the same companies. Someday we'd like to hold a bigger percentage of elected office. Well, right now, minorities in our government hold the largest percentage of elected office that they've ever held in the history of this country. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm saying we've done things that were unfathomable, that they were quite, they were the dream. It was called an I have a dream. I have a dream we can make this happen someday. We made it happen. And to top it off, we elected a black president twice, and I'm telling you with a straight face, I don't mind the guy personally, but he wasn't particularly good at the job. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Okay, the point is, everybody out there that is a race pimp, like the Bidens or the MSNBC jackasses or everybody who gets out there that tells you America in 2023 is America in 1823, they're really denigrating the progress, the work, the achievement of what those who came before us were able to accomplish. Here is Dr. Jason Johnson on MSNBC still yelling about voter suppression. Okay, do we have right now one story? You can call into the show. You can go, Jimmy, you're wrong. Yell me something. I'll give you, what do you want? You want money? You can call in. I'll give you a thousand bucks. How about that? Okay, do we have one case of a legally registered person? who walked up to the polls, handed them proper ID or whatever they needed to to be allowed to vote in an election, and were still told they couldn't vote anyway? The answer would be no. We don't have one of those, okay? These people are all over the TV shamelessly telling us there's voter suppression. But you know the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts. When you got nothing, pound the table. They are pounding the table on voter suppression shamelessly with no data to back it up. Get some facts and come back and see me. No, they will not get some facts and come back and see you. Put up or shut up. No, they will not put up and they will not shut up. Okay, why? Why is this still a thing? I think it was the link man who summed it up best. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. We have made so much racial progress in this country that they now invent racist battlefronts to fight on because they'd rather convince voters they're avenging some type of invisible racial threat than deliver progress for the black community, the community that is single-handedly responsible for electing Democrats to office. In fact, the Democrats have become so reliant on their support and so entitled to their support because of how consistently it has been through the years They started taking it for granted publicly, if you remember. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. That was Biden in 2020. So, you know, Democratic cities are on fire right now. 
Okay, the black murder rate soared 30% as the end result of the Democrats defund the police movement. Inflation is crushing the black community as it is every community. But Joe Biden and the Democrats want you to think, well, who would ever vote based on those things? It's just all about your skin color. That's what they want you to believe because it's intellectually lazy for them. They would rather be lazy on their end than deliver for the people they rely on. They don't care about black lives. They care about black votes. But here's Jason Johnson telling you black votes can't even be placed in in areas like Ohio. Here it is, clip 18. Let's be clear. When, when you have voter suppression laws in a place like Ohio, you, you have, and we've seen this sociologically, that there's a certain segment of white people in America who would rather have their own lives inconvenienced than run the risk of black people being on an equal plane. Because frankly, all these voter suppression laws, they hurt white people too. Right. The the intention is to keep black people from voting, but it inconveniences everybody. I am very sure that somebody living in Lorain, Ohio, doesn't like the fact that their ID cards and things don't work the way they used to as well. That was embarrassing. I mean, seriously, that was absolutely dreadful. Come on, Jason Johnson. Shut up, fool. I mean, really? Ah, the intention of these voters suppressed to keep black people from (laughs) that's racist. When you say asking someone for ID is being done to keep black people from voting, you're making the assumption that black people aren't capable of getting a driver's license. It is the soft bigotry of low expectations. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Think about that. Asking you to see an ID first, we know this. This goes all the way back to Georgia's voter suppression law. That led to the highest early vote turnout in the history of the state. And despite the fact that it happened, Stacey Abrams and the Democrats still claimed people were being suppressed. Stacey Abrams is full of Totally. But what are they selling? They have no facts. They have no data. What they have is bigotry. Bigotry on their own part as to say, oh, white people, they're asking for ID because even though it's annoying to pull out your ID, they know it keeps black people from being on an even plane. Okay, here's a news flash. No white person is walking around assuming black people don't have ID. You want to know why? Because all of us, regardless of our skin color, are forced to have an ID to participate in every single aspect of our functioning society. That is correct. So when the airline makes you show a license to board the plane, is that flight suppression? I mean, really, when the bank wants ID to open up an account, make a withdrawal, is that banking suppression? (laughs) Seriously, uh, your precious vaccine, there was a vaccine mandate. Get this vaccine or you will lose your job. Okay, had to show an ID to get the vaccine. Were they suppressing the vaccine? (laughs) No, you know what's going on, man. It's a scam. But you understand these race pimps that make money off the division. These race pimps that hope to gain electoral currency, more votes by just calling the other side racist, they don't care about the harm they're causing. And I'm telling you, dude, it is disgusting. Okay, defund the police was the most toxic era we've ever lived through as adults in this country. First of all, when you look across the country, the police are minority majority in most major municipalities. Meaning if you go to the average city now, there are more minorities on the police force then there are white men on the police force, even though everybody on MSNBC would have you believe the police are just some good old boys, white guy club driving around killing black Americans for sport. We don't have any data to support that being the case. 
but they run with this stuff, and they don't care if they fan the flames of racial division. They don't care if they make the streets less safe because people are reluctant to cooperate with the police and give them the benefit of the doubt. They don't care that the police have an infinitely harder time doing their jobs because every time you pull somebody over for anything, nine people turn on a cell phone and go, let's clip this from just the right context so we can get this guy fired for the hell of it. Come on, guys. We got YouTube likes right around the corner. We can do this. And nobody has more shamelessly led that charge and pimped it out than Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a low-level race pimp. Don't ever forget, Joe Biden launched his campaign by saying we were in a battle for the soul of our nation. That is a fact check false. That was the It's a battle for the soul of our nation. I wasn't even going to run for president. Wasn't even going to be a thing. And then I found out, you know, Donald Trump, he hadn't condemned the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists. I've played you the clip 500 times on this show. Okay, but he had said himself, you know, oh, we with, you know, we got this Jim Crow on steroids down in Georgia. Got to do something about that. Asking people for a license in order to vote. That's worse than the era where the Democrats were burning down people's houses, charging them poll taxes and literacy clauses and grandfathered clauses, denying them the actual right to vote. Asking for a license is worse than that. This is Jim Crow on steroids, what they're doing in in Georgia and 40 other states. What Jim Crow on steroids is what he said. Would you shut up? I mean, dude, you know where else he could shut up? Remember this. Oh, I decided to run because in August of 2017, Donald Trump didn't condemn the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists at Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Whoa, hey, whoa! So uh, I guess we have some issues? <laughs> no issues. These are shameless race pimp. They don't care. And even on a day like Martin Luther King Day, it's more important for them to keep yelling racism, pretend racism, fake racism, than it is to celebrate the true heroes who created the tolerant and inclusive society where people like them could get on TV and fan the flames of racial division and deny all the progress they made. This is Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? That's all, folks. It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America. The radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. The phone number if you want to be a part of the show. Also, the phone number if you would not like to be a part of the show and you just need to tell us why. And another thing. <laughs> people people get a little rowdy on this show. You know what I'm saying? Usually take some shots at me eating and everything in between. That always comes up. Whenever I get off the TV, we always get at least one voicemail. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat f- look at you. Tom is out in the lake of the Ozarks. Let's hope he's a little nicer. Yo, Tom. Hey, Jimmy. My man. How you living? 
I'm living great, buddy. Me too. We're just one step shy of heaven on earth here, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, you're in the you're in the LOZ where it's uh, you know, you guys live by the drinking credo. It's six a.m. somewhere. Pretty pretty much, <laughs> you know. You know, I, I take offense to to all this crap going on with uh, racialism and voter identity and you know voter suppression. Heck, when I walked into AT and T to get uh, a problem fixed on my phone, they stopped me at the door and say, do you have ID, sir? And yeah. they won't let me three feet into the door without an ID. <laughs> that is cell you phone know? suppression. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> and the same thing. You go into a bank, you want to sit down and talk to a loan officer or uh, open a ca- an account of any kind, you better have ID. Every place you go wants to see ID. Yep. You know, before long, Walmart's going to make you ID before you walk in the door to buy something. Yep. It's so crazy. And, you know, even scarier is the guy outside greeting you at the Walmart will be Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> like, stop it. Bi- I, Biden would actually make a good Walmart greeter if you didn't mind getting welcome to Target. But, uh, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> But no, I mean, you've you've seized on to the basic premise here, which is that this whole claim that asking for license is voter suppression, if you truly believe it, then you claim you're staking the claim that black people aren't capable of getting an ID. I mean, come on, man. What year are we living in? Well, if that's the case, they're not allowed to get or they they, they can't get a cell phone either. Yeah, exactly. Or a bank account or a car or a loan or on a plane or get a vaccine. Right. So were they trying to kill black people with their vaccine mandate by asking for an ID? I mean, that's how stupid this is. We know the answer well, and they do, too. I mean, Oprah gets driven around. Unbelievable. Maybe that's what, <laughs> is that why Oprah got the limo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Tom, that's the closer. Good stuff, man. We'll do it again soon. Uh, Tom, take it at home in high style, as they always do in the LOZ, where 2023 is not just the year. It is also the blood alcohol content. Brian Brenberg is coming up in the next hour. He's the host of the Big Money Show on Fox Business, and he talks economy next. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big hour of Fox Across America coming up. Brian Brenberg, he is the co-host of The Big Money Show. It launches January the 23rd on the Fox Business Network. Show will be watched around the world. And this happens on a day where the eyes of the world are over in Davos, where they're having another one of their big, you know, save the economy climate summits. And of course, like all people committed to saving the environment, they've flown over in over a thousand private jets. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Really are, because to be clear, if you're flying private jets into a clean energy summit, it is the equivalent of opening a clean water summit with an oil spill. You know, you're kind of contradicting the point, although I will draw a few distinctions really quickly. A guy like John Kerry has to fly private because if he flies coach, everybody thinks it's the horse from Mr. Ed. That's a problem. And then, of course, you know a lot of these Davos people, if you've read the reports on the web, they're probably having a hard time getting coach tickets because all of the hookers flying to Davos are flying coach. Hubba, hubba. There is a great report out today. I will not plug the site. I do not traffic and lewd content on these airwaves. 
Uh, but yes, Davos is second only to the UN summit here in New York when it comes to women of the night visiting the traveling diplomats in their hotel rooms. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. 888-788-9910. If you'd like to read about anything in this hour, but we do, of course, begin uh, with the tippy top of our government, which is Joe Biden. And I want to be clear. Nobody thinks Biden's in charge. I discussed this on Hannity last night. The reason you might see Joe run again in 2024 is not because he's competent it's not because he's on top of things, okay? Biden has no clue what's going on. I agree with that. Okay, but the people behind the scenes, because of this setup, they get to be president. And none of these people want to give up the power that comes from being the president of the United States. This whole presidency is an iTunes user agreement. They just tell him to scroll to the bottom and click I agree. We don't need you to read it. We don't need you to know what we're doing. You want your pudding cup? Yes or no? Well, then scroll to the bottom. Quick, Speed it up, old man. Come on, man. But that's exactly <laughs> what they're doing. You think about, like, the, the Keystone Energy Pipeline. Ah, oh, we'll just whack 10,000 American jobs in the name of the environment, even though it'll cause even more pollution. Ah, oh, we'll just outsource domestic energy production to Venezuela, even though they create fuel filthier than we do, and it'll require more fuel just to get it back here. They're crazy. No, they're just idiots, okay? And they did the same thing at the southern border. Here's an executive order. Stop the border wall. End the remain in Mexico policy. Well, I don't scroll to the bottom and click I agree, said the people who are now in charge of our border security. You have no idea how to defend a nation. None, okay? But they do have an idea on how to run the presidency. Get a guy in there who's completely out to lunch and you can call the shots instead of him. And that's exactly what's gone on. That's why when you hear these rumors that, oh, these classified documents, that's Biden's team trying to railroad him out of the gig. That is a lie. I don't believe that's true. I believe Biden's team wants to hold on to this gig for dear life because if somebody younger like Kamala were in charge, they couldn't really railroad her into doing whatever the hell they wanted to do. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! <laughs> Totally true story. But the fact remains, she's also 117 years younger than Biden. So they're not going to be able to make her follow the rules the way they can with a guy like Biden, whose elevator clearly doesn't go all the way to the top floor. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. That should be a call-in giveaway. I don't know that any of you could. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I don't know that we give partial credit. Because do you remember? I can think of the one complete sentence. He's like, where's Jackie? Is she here? And he was, of course, speaking to a woman who was no longer living. So it, yes, was a complete sentence. No, it was not uh, accurate to the state of the world at the time he uttered it. We have a president that is clearly not all there. And I bring all of this up because Biden yesterday was telling us the Republicans, this is a fascinating one, are fiscally demented. Okay, and what he means by that is, you know, all this big spending talk out of the Republicans. They're fiscally demented, said the guy who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's done. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with uh, with uh, I don't know. uh, But if you remember, Joe Biden spent yesterday Martin Luther King Day. You know, the guy who's supposed to be Johnny Unity. The guy who sent out a Christmas card with a video address to the nation that we all laughed at. I was on the five the day it came out. 
saying, let's hope in 2023 we've got more unity and less bitter division in our politics, said the man who called half the country mega-fascists. Semi-fascist, mega-maga-fascists, absurd on its face, said the guy who accused the Republicans of being Jim Crow on steroids when it came to voter ID laws. Let's have less hostility in our politics in 2023. Shut up! Will you shut up? Come on, Biden. But here he is again, the guy who wants more unity, using Martin Luther King Day to first say, well, democracy's not settled because the Republicans are racist. I played you that clip in the last hour. And now here he is, Mr. Unity, saying Republicans are fiscally demented. Here's the Biden argument, clip 26. You're going to talk about big spending Democrats again? Guess what? I reduced the deficit last year $350 billion. And this year, federal deficit is down $1 trillion plus. Hear me, that's a fact. And there's going to be hundreds of billions reduced over the next decade. But so what? These guys are the are fiscally, you know, they're fiscally demented, I think. They don't, they don't quite get it. Oh, he's bringing back the whispers again. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Nobody knows why he does the whisper, the rapid shift in tone. Uh, sadly, my late great uncle Sonny is just the funniest guy you'd ever meet. Just the, you know, when you talk about just a, a stampeding herd of happiness in every room he ever entered, people were like, oh, wow, Uncle Sonny's here. This is great. Uncle Sonny's just a funny guy. Just you never saw him without a smile on his face. And that's what you can only hope to be in the world is a fo- force multiplier of positive energy everywhere you go. Like a dog. You know when a dog walks into the room like, oh, it's a big ball. Look who's here. Oh, that's what you want to be in life. You want to be somebody everybody's always happy to see. But my Uncle Sonny, in the late stages of his life, did sadly contract dementia. And the reason so many people are always yelling that Biden's elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor is because he does exhibit so many of the symptoms we've all been around in our homes. Like my Uncle Sonny would do things like that. Like he'd be talking to one voice, then he'd just jump to the other one for no reason at all other than the fact that the receptors of his brain just probably weren't connecting and making contact the way they were in the past. And that's a lot of what you get out of Biden. The dude gets out there and he's like, oh, I don't want to hear about the big spending Democrats. We're not spending money at all. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Have you ever had a checkup? That's what it sounds like. Okay, but here is Britt Hume. He's responding to Biden. And he's explaining why, you know, this whole push for bipartisanship is kind of a fraud if you're going to call the Republicans fiscally demented, especially when you're going to lie to make the point, because Joe Biden is not cutting the deficit. When Joe Biden says that's a fact, Joe Biden is never accurate. Not even close. Don't ever forget the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't even address inflation. The Congressional Budget Office, the Joint Committee on Taxation. Both scored the bill and said it will make inflation worse in the next three years. What a fraud. But over the course of the bill, it won't reduce inflation at all. It was a climate change bill. We pumped a trillion dollars into an economy that was already red hot with inflation because of all the other money Biden pumped into the economy. That is financial lunacy. You understand anybody who owns a small business is really struggling to hire because of the enhanced unemployment benefits they've continued to renew. They are subsidizing 
able-bodied people to stay home and not go to work. Okay, we have a social safety net, and it should be there. It should absolutely be there to provide for people who can't provide for themselves. But it should not be there to provide for people who just don't feel like getting off their ass. But that's what Biden has done. And in the process, he's made life infinitely harder on the workers who now can't staff their businesses. Because in some instances, people are making more money to stay home than they would to go to work. And there are enough lazy people who don't need the pride of ownership and their own success that we're creating a government dependency in Washington because he knows people will continue to vote for them if they subsidize their laziness. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Especially if you're a hard worker. Everyone you know that runs a small business has had to work a shift at their business that they hadn't worked since they were an entry-level employee trying to make their way up. You know, you don't notice it if you go to the restaurant and the owner's in the back scrubbing dishes. But believe me, you notice it if you go to the strip club and the owner's had to fill in on stage. You know, you, hey, Gary, <laughs> come on, man, get down from there. It doesn't, doesn't look any good. Come on, get, get out of here, you know. And that's reality. Okay, Biden is putting small businesses into a position where the Garys of the world literally have to get on stage and pretend they're Cinnabons. And it's not good. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know. But here's Brett Hume throwing the challenge flag at Biden, clip 27. And I think, you know, to talk about fiscally demented, he may not be the best person to do that at that stage. At least I think that's how the, react, the reaction is likely to come from Republicans. So, you know, I don't, this doesn't look promising to me. We've only got two years to go before the presidential election actually, actually occurs. And people are going to be positioning themselves for that. Well, listen, uh, in fairness to Brett Hume, as, as brilliant of a political mind as we have when it comes to analyzing D.C. and electoral politics, I don't even think, you know, Biden for his money is speaking with the context of, you know, anything in mind. I believe Biden's public speeches are like a lottery drawing. You know, when you're watching a lottery drawing and the woman's just reading you the numbers as they pop up, they're all bouncing around like a popcorn maker. And she's like, 17. The balls keep bouncing around. Nine. They keep bouncing around. Fifty-two. I think that's how Biden winds up where he is. I think he's walking around with a brain that just has words bouncing around and they just pop up. You know, economics. Then they pop up again. Dementia. And why do these words keep popping up over and over again? Because everybody thinks he's screwing up our economics and he probably has dementia. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good-looking Italian. Oh, girl. Brian Brenberg is going to come up in the next break and join me here on Fox Across America. We're going to be monitoring the White House where Corrine Jean-Pierre is scheduled to give another briefing. She is so bad at her job. Is she ever? Uh, but here is, it's so funny, I wanted to play this clip from earlier. Joe Scarborough going to have to play you another clip from Morning Joe. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Listen, baby, it's going to hurt me as much as it hurts you, girl. <laughs> if I got to listen, you got to listen. What do we always say? Fox Across America, it's the country's family meeting. I'm a little deadbeat radio dad at the head of the table conducting the conversation. 
Uh, as I prepare for this conversation every day, I've got to be subjected to this garbage. And if I got to do it, you got to do it too. If I got to hear about your day, you got to hear about mine. How's my day? I'm always in a good mood, but it does kind of suck that I had to listen to Morning Joe because here he is trying to claim that people who are critical of Corrine Jean-Pierre are doing so, oh, I don't know, I'll let you draw your own conclusions. He's basically trying to say racism. It's clip 21. And also, when you look at the briefings, uh, you know, there have been a lot of Republicans who have been critical of uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre. Of course, they've been from the beginning. I'll let people draw their own conclusions as to yeah. why. Uh, it seems pretty obvious to me. You can't handle the truth! I mean, come on, man. Did you hear Mika chime in? He's like, you know... I'll let people draw their own conclusions as to why they're critical. And Mika's like, yeah. In my opinion, that sucked. Did it ever. Because this is what they do. They get on the air and they just sell confirmation bias to people. Hey, other self-hating white liberals living on the coasts, you know better than the people in the middle of the country. They're a bunch of racists. I mean, why else would you get mad at a White House press secretary who lies to you about everything. You know, when you think of the level of lie we have been fed by this White House, like Corrine Jean-Pierre, her greatest accomplishment is that she's actually made a large percentage of the country miss Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Okay, Corrine Jean-Pierre, okay, let's just stick with me, Joe and Mika, because you want us to believe that people are down on Corrine Jean-Pierre must be because of her race. I mean, it clearly. Okay, Corrine Jean-Pierre, in a year where we have broken every individual monthly record for illegal border crossings, every one, we've broken the January month, the February month, the March month, all the way through the year in 2022, we broke every single month-by-month record for illegal border crossings. Corrine Jean-Pierre went on TV with a straight face and said the border was closed. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. I mean, if 5 million people get in, does that sound like a closed border? The answer would be no. No, and it's this is the thing, and this is what the Democrats love to do. They love to characterize disagreement as hatred. Nobody hates Corrine Jean-Pierre. Do we think she's bad at her job? Absolutely. Oh, she's terrible. They're horrific at her job. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Doesn't mean she's not a nice person. Doesn't mean we don't wish her well. Doesn't mean we care about her race. I mean, who cares? Go be what you are. It's 2023. And you know what it is? The, the most sheltered worldview belongs to liberals. Because although we are the most tolerant and inclusive society on the planet, liberals only hang out with each other. Don't ever forget. It's like the funniest thing that ever happened. So Black Lives Matter, as an organization, shook down the world. They raised hundreds of millions of dollars, donated nothing to black criminal defendants, to improving relations in the community, with law enforcement, to anything you might think of, whether it was legal defense, whether it was bail, and anything you could think of. Black Lives Matter kept all the money for themselves, and they went out and started buying mansions in California. And the first thing that happened is they moved into the mansions and all the white liberals who donated the money started calling the cops when they had black people in their (laughs) cul-de-sacs. And it's just funny. Why? Because all of the people calling you racist, are you ready for it? They're racists. Bingo. They live a life 
completely segregated from everybody else. Think of a guy like Sheldon Whitehouse, a good example. Sheldon Whitehouse, senator from up in Rhode Island. Sheldon Whitehouse, who was one of the Democrats, you know, kneeling in a kente cloth after the George Floyd killing to show solidarity with the people of Africa and, you know, really just over-the-top racial grandstanding by the Democrats. To this day, I think you can all watch the George Floyd video and say the cop shouldn't have knelt on his neck for eight and a half minutes. We all know that. But you can't watch the video and say he did it because of the color of his skin because we don't have any data to support that. We don't know that. We know Derek Chauvin was a thug cop. But you understand, as all the Democrats were telling us, a riot is the language of the unheard, even though the riots were only occurring in cities where the Democrats had been in charge for 60 minutes, which begs the question, why were they unheard? Everyone calling you a racist like Sheldon Whitehouse, we come to find out, belonged to an all-white country club. Think about that for a second the next time they call you a racist. It's the morning show that uh, overslept. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Introducing the Chevy Corvette Joe Biden edition. A car that's so high tech, the owner's manual is classified. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Any sports car can get you in trouble with the cops, but the Biden Corvette will get you in trouble with the FBI. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't, I, I probably shouldn't say. You'll never worry about tire pressure again because the Biden Corvette keeps inflation sky high. It's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a And its sleek design will leave you extra space in your garage for government documents. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. The Chevy Corvette Biden edition. The first car to go from zero to special counsel in 3.8 seconds. Whoa! Whoa! The big charge floating around media land today was that the Bidens could very well be engaged in some type of money laundering if Hunter was paying his dad $43,000 extra a month in rent on their Delaware compound. Well, without even getting all investigatory on you, I just wanted to mention the fact that our next guest might be prone to laundering money himself <laughs> if he did bet his hometown Minnesota Vikings this past weekend. Co-host of the Big Money Show, Brian Brenberg is here, and he might need some big money for the bookie. I'm just glad that there's a team that uh, kicks extra points worse than the Vikings <laughs> at this point. Wow! What the, a I couldn't believe that man. That was so, I'd have been one for four last night. You feel like you could make one, right? I could make one. I think everybody only stuck with that game because they wanted Dallas to score more. At, at that point, it was it was purely about that <laughs> poor guy. That sports oddity, the wide world of sports. Who can miss the most PATs? And so he finally kicked the fifth one, and then I was like, "All right, Lincoln, we're done here. We don't need to watch anymore because it was some such a wild exercise." <laughs> I took a shot at Hegseth last night on Hannity, too. And, I mean, he needs that, though. He's, he's pretty. Please you guys got to come down come a notch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes the fives in this building have to attack the nines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not working nine to five. I'm working five to nine. You know what I'm saying, Dolly Parton? I got to take some shots for the little people. And that's what we did. But I wanted to ask you this. Without even getting into the Biden stuff, per se, I was more taken yesterday because it's a slow roll with the documents, but the— his take on the economy is interesting to me because he said yesterday he's built the most vibrant economy in the world. Would you throw the challenge flag at that, seeing as we're speaking in football terms? Uh, it, I, I, 
uh, throw some drugs for dementia at that because apparently, <laughs> apparently my my take on the economy is demented, or my view of yeah. spending and taxes is demented. That guy should not get off script. That's they, what they, it is. they've got to not let him get off script. Do you, I? So I have this theory, right? I have a theory that like when he speaks off script. It's a lottery drawing. You know when the girl's yeah. drawing the lottery, whatever ball bounces up, she says it's 17, 22. And I think that's what <laughs> exactly, happened. Yeah. And so yesterday he arrived at economy and dementia <laughs> because everyone says he's ruining it's the economy and he has dementia. He's, he's just waiting for one to come up the tube and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's demented. We're going to talk demented on the economy. It's so true. It's, it's, it's the lottery pick, but he's got the luck of the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, Shaq's in the, you know, Shaq's in the lottery. We get Christian Leitner. You know, he gets the Christian. No offense to Christian Leitner, but that's yeah. what he's getting on the comments. Here. Yeah, you don't get Duke Christian Leitner. You no. know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> wow, you got the other guy. Grew a beard, got weird. Actually, you know. it wasn't bad for the Hawks. He yeah. just couldn't play for the Wolves. Yeah, there was that. But we're having this talk with Brian Brenberg because it's a really wild time because we're having a lot of economic analysis this week because everyone's over in Davos, yeah. uh, which, by the way, I don't want you to speak to this as the host of the Big Money Show because this is a classy program on the Fox Business Network. It premieres January the 23rd. But there are reports all over the interwebs about how Davos, in addition to being big business, is also big business uh, for people who visit hotel rooms for pay. If you're picking up what I'm putting down on Craigslist personals. And I only bring this up is because back when I was a cab driver, like the UN week, there's two things, okay? It's two dichotomies. No cab driver wants to drive UN week because of all the street closures and you can't get anywhere. But at the same time, it's actually the best tipping week of the year because you have diplomats or women going to meet diplomats in hotels, and you do make a lot of money. So, you know, those are the kind of stories we analyze on Fox Across America. (laughs) But if you wanted to talk about the big money show, you should devote a segment to transactions you don't get a receipt for. What's the deal with that? A lot of taxes aren't going to get paid on economic activity yeah. in Davos. It's, the conferences aren't that good. So, you know. <laughs> You're hitting Venmos for $600, IRS. Why are we not hitting Ramadas on the sixth floor? You know what I mean? You don't think money's changing hands there off the books? Ramada Davos. <laughs> I know things, Brenberg. I know things. Um, all right. So, but I do hear, okay, and you can weigh in on this because I do hear, you know, that economic indicators would point to some sort of a recession. Now, I don't know that we're there yet. I don't know what the depths of this recession would be. But is it is it politics? Like, is there an argument to be made that I'm kind of overstating this or the economists are wrong when Biden says or no? no? You know, I, actually, because we always have 20 minutes on this program to talk, I'm glad you asked me that <laughs> question. Here's the thing. Okay, so odds are you're probably going to have a recession this year. I think that's right. I mean, I think the pessimism is well-founded. But the point everybody's missing is – even if we don't have a recession, you know what you're going to get? Mm-hmm. Zero growth. Oh, Like maybe 0.1% growth. So if you miss the technical recession, mm-hmm. it's not like you know, you're getting a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> you're getting a terrible economy <laughs> that barely limped its way through and found a way to stay out of technical recession. You're, but you're, that's not a consolation no, prize. No, because you're getting the pot of gold on the Lucky Charms box, <laughs> and it's an extra $3 a box because of the inflation. 
<laughs> and can you just confirm for me? I, I don't know if they're a sponsor because I do love Lucky Charms, but it's it's uh, they're just the best. But would you admit that Beyond the Marshmallows it is actual cat food? Yeah, you, it's you, meow mix. You only eat the other part of it just to make the marshmallows taste Thank that you. much better. Thank it's you. like it's like taking a little bit of pain, <laughs> so when when you get it relieved, it feels great. You know, that's <laughs> it. That's all it is. What if we put a box of tender vittles next to right a purple the- horseshoe? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Lucky Charms. And we love you if you're listening, Lucky Charms. Send me multiple the boxes. The milk is so good. The sweet milk at, at the, the end. end of it all, yeah. At, at pound for pound, I consider Lucky Charms to be the best cereal milk in the business because there is a diversity in marshmallow flavor. You might think it would be cookie crisp because of that cookie thing. And uh, I, I know my way around a box of cookie uh, crisp. Or through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it is. I would go out on a limb and tell you that the Lucky Charms milk is actually the best milk. I think Cinnamon Toast Crunch milk is pretty darn good. This is but a, it's a different category this is a much better conversation if we've just met in the hospital, we're sitting next to each other, and we're both 700 pounds. <laughs> I think cinnamon toast milk. We'll be there. We'll be there someday. It's, it's the ghost of there. Christmas future. And we'll be demented, so we'll think we're meeting for the first time. Like, uh, you look familiar. Really funny. Uh, so we are talking to Brian Bremberg. His new show is just, I mean, we are less than 10 days away from the program launch, where is a guy, we should give him some inside baseball because I always talk to them about my process. You're 10 days from launching a, a TV show. Where does that find you in the cast? Do you guys, do you have to, do you have to like get, you do the set, you get on set yet? Like what yeah. do you guys actually do? So it's, it, you rehearse this stuff, uh-huh. even though you know, you're not doing a, it's, it's not a play, there's no yeah, script yeah. per se, yeah, but yeah. you got to spend a lot of time rehearsing because it's all about kind of getting that feel you know when i'm saying something i'm looking at taylor uh-huh. you don't want her to kind of look back with the deer in the headlights or more likely brenberg looking at them with the deer in the <laughs> headlights like where are we supposed to go next so we're we're sitting there on the set kind of getting used to having the conversation the dance choreography you got some moves you know we have screens on the wall with Ooh. charts and moving around whoa and, are you guys yeah. listening to this yeah so i mean you know there could be a good chance that you'll watch brenberg face plant on a walk <laughs> from the screen to the desk so if you want to kind of see some slapstick humor <laughs> That's where you go, 1 p.m. Are you going to be in every TV blooper reel? <laughs> that's, I, I, that's exactly. It's just going to be, what did, how did Brenberg fall out of his chair today? Well, listen, if Brenberg can get through a verse of Happy Birthday and know who he's singing to, <laughs> you'll be ahead of the President of the United States. So I'm going to do a call for really quick, Justin. I want to play this Biden clip again. And I, this is all we're doing now. You know how in football, it's, did the receiver get two feet in bounds? Right. You know, did he make a football move, that whole thing? Does Biden say a name, period, at the end of the song. I want everyone to listen closely. He is singing happy birthday to the wife of Martin Luther King's nephew. So he has options here. It could be Mrs. King. It could be anything. It could be to you. Yeah. But instead, we get happy birthday to who, which I don't believe is the end goal of the song. Take it away, Justin. Happy birthday to you. Mm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Happy birthday to you. Oh, that's the best. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner. Miss. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, that seriously did sound like Elvis in the 70s on stage <laughs> where he's like, he just, I don't even know the words anymore, and I don't even care because I'm Elvis. The problem is he hasn't put up an Elvis performance. No, he ma'am. Can't do that. No, ma'am. They ain't putting him in black leather, let alone rhinestone. <laughs> Stones, no <laughs> chance. But happy birthday, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's so funny. This is what's happening. Back to my analysis of lottery drawings. Yep. 
it popped into his brain, sing happy birthday. But you can see it on his face as the song begins. Oh, my God, who am I singing to? I need to? another ping pong ball, and there's none scheduled. We haven't gotten to the next round. Where's the Powerball number? Doesn't that bounce up and save the day? The president of the United States of America, ladies and gentlemen. Can I get it one more time, Justin, please? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valerie. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> no, upon further review. <laughs> be charged with a timeout. I love the euchre they do just a bit yeah, outside. They tried the corner and missed, and that's so I mean, come on, man. It's not the name. And, like, that's the part I, I just think – I think it's so crazy. So whenever anybody says – I'm of two minds. But remember, this. that's the same depth of analysis he brought to the economy and debt and taxes. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's all of the same thing. You know, it's not like gotta, he missed it on birthdays and got it and everything else. We got to – <laughs> It's all the same. Oh, my gosh. And that's funny. The so, That's so funny. The song was a lottery number. And it popped up like, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll sing happy birthday. I know that number. But he didn't know the number. And I'm just telling you. So this is why I think it's fascinating. Uh, he, I've been betting everybody, okay? I bet Hannity on the air, okay? He's like, I, and I said, I don't have Hannity money. So let's bet a reasonable <laughs> amount of money. I don't believe he's going to run again. And I was thinking this document thing makes me closer to taking Sean's money. Mm. But I don't know that I'm there because the truth is with a president in this capacity, like he's clearly not in charge. People behind the scenes probably are. And they don't want to give up that power. Like, could you imagine being oh, shadow president? Mm -hmm. What a gig. You get none of the criticism. Yeah. You get any of the praise that might trickle in. Yeah. And you don't have to deal with any of the stresses of the job because you're just hanging out. Yeah, the question isn't does he want to step away? It's do his handlers yeah. want to step away? That is such a good point. That the document thing almost it started to play out kind of like, oh, here they go. This is the this is the big shove yeah. now, you know. But I I, no, I think no. you're right. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. Dude, they don't want him out. Are you kidding? It's a free ride. Yeah, you, you know? you've got your shield. You know, you're, you're walking into battle. you got your shield. It happens to be Biden, and you're just kind of walking <laughs> yeah, out no there. No one cares. Trying to go where you want to go. You know what he is? He's the president equivalent of, like, the stuffed animal. They tied to the front of the Mack truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to take all the wind and all the bugs and all the heat. And you're just hanging out behind the wheel, <laughs> rocking out to your music. And there's Biden tied up to the front of the truck. It's not good. He's like, uh, if you remember in the Toy Story 2, the bear's name is Lotso. Lotso hugging bear. Yeah, Lotso is on a lot of trucks around the country. I've seen a lot of Lotsos yeah. out there, and I find that so funny. Joe Biden, the Lotso of presidents. <laughs> That's what it's come to now, Brian Brenberg. It's true. Well, everybody needs to know, uh, I give out great life advice on the show. None better than the fact that you should all be watching uh, The Big Money Show. It debuts January the 25th. Third, and you got plenty of time to rehearse now that the playoffs are over. That's right. So what do you do? Because I'm used to, you know, I, I like I like the NFL playoffs. Yeah. And you know, oftentimes you don't have a team in it, but I still like to watch. Now, right. do you just watch, or do you adopt a team, or do you, as a big money guy, resort to playing games of chance? Well, I think as an American, what you do is you look for somebody to hate. You know, you look for a <laughs> villain. And it turns out that <clears throat> Taylor's a big 49ers fan. Oh. 
Yeah, and she, you know, a couple times in this whole promo season, she sort of stuck it to me a little Did bit. She yeah, so I thought, you know what, I'm gonna. I think I'm going to go anti-Niners. Whoa! Yeah. Brock Purdy's got this glorious story out of Iowa State. <laughs> the nicest guy who ever lived. He's undefeated in the league. Yeah, no, you know what? Screw him. You don't want to see I, this. I watched the Niners beat the Vikings in the 80s, you know, so many times. Steve yeah. Young scrambling, Joe Montana. It, it, it would feel good. All right. It would feel good. I can get behind that. Yeah. We don't, nobody has any love for the city of San Francisco. You, you elected uh, Gavin Newsom Certainly not Newsom San Franciscans, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Not even San Francisco. They're leaving. They're, they're like, I'm out of here. San Franciscans are rooting for the Cowboys this weekend. <laughs> like, come on. Maybe if you win, they'll clean up the That's city. Right. Oh, it's a mess. Yeah, no, it's a mess. That That is my best bet this weekend. Uh, the over 35 hobbits going potty on the sidewalk <laughs> in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco. It is an ugly time to be alive. Who's but, who are you? I mean, you're going to go Giants here? I will. I always root for the Giants. So I grew up in a big Raider house. My dad, of course, smoking Joe Fela, a Giant fan. And yeah. the Giants were good in my youth. Those are the Lawrence Taylor oh, years. Yeah. So uh, I would always get behind a New York team. Yeah. I'd get behind the Giants anyway. Yeah. I mean, you never really had reason to get behind the Jets. Mm-hmm. You know, the only sport where I really have any emotional investment in a team, honestly, is the Yankees. Yeah. I grew up in a huge Yankee house, sure. and that never broke. There was not like, well, the Mets made it. Uh-huh. We don't do that. <laughs> you, you know how hard Who I was cares? You know how hard we were rooting for the Royals in 2015? <laughs> It's the craziest, like, so hard. It was the greatest game ever when Matt Harvey went the extra inning. He t- oh, yeah. He talked the manager into going an inning longer. Uh, and not see that anymore. Poor Terry and ruined the, ruined the game. Right. I mean, everybody there wanted him to go an inning longer. He was untouchable through eight innings. And he was like, I got one more. He wanted a Jack Morris kind of performance. Remember yeah. that? Oh, the old baby. Jack we gotta, Morris. We got to redeem something about Minnesota sports uh, here. Ah, the Twins. Well, that's, that's your job. Is you, you are going to be the next victory for the people of Minneapolis. <laughs> It won't happen on a baseball field, but you might be talking to an agent or two. You're hosting a show there, on Fox there Business. There you go. There you go. Maybe not on the field, but in the boardroom, <laughs> the Minnesota sports teams are about to win big, thanks to Brian Brenberg. Uh, back after this. The show that's not afraid to hit the road. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of this is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Fox Across America. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon in the house. Holding it together on the radio. Heading over to the TV tonight. I will be on Waters World. 7 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. And when that is over, we are getting the band back together with our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. I'll be on Gutfeld tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Emily Campagna, Human Happy Hour. Co-host of Outnumbered, frequent guest on this show. Will be joining me there as well. And uh, we're fired up for that one. We're in a good mood. It's a good loose Tuesday. I mean, the world is on fire, but uh, we are continuing our campaign promise of roasting those radio marshmallows as the world burns around us. Now, James Comer, who is in charge of leading some of these investigations into the Biden family, had uh, this to say about the Biden family uh, yesterday. And I wanted you to hear it really quickly. It is clip one. We're going to continue to press for answers. We believe that this family could be compromised because of the millions of dollars that they've received from our adversaries around the world, particularly from China, and the fact that they possess these documents in multiple locations all over town is very concerning. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. We don't know that he is, but I bring it up because we're going to get into it in the next hour with Greg Stubbe, who is, of course, a superstar representative in Congress from the great state of Florida, a man who has just made his way onto the Ways and Means Committee, uh, who is going to discuss 
the financial <laughs> wherewithal of a father to charge his son $50,000 to rent a home that would go for 7000 in a normal market, it leads one to believe there could be a little more than meets the eye. Tell it like it is. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, getting ready to bring you another embarrassment of radio riches here on Fox Across America with Greg Stubbe. He is, of course, a superstar representative from the 17th Congressional District of Florida. And he is going to be stopping by in this hour to call shenanigans on a lot of things going on in the White House. We had the classified document scandal. Come on, man. But then we had this whole Afghan troop withdrawal also getting investigated by Congress. Come on, man. And now, of course, we've got Biden's claims yesterday on how police should be doing the job. A three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. <laughs> man, oh boy, oh man. 888-788-9910 if you want to help me do my job. In this hour, all are welcome. We say it every day. I am a conservative, but I am not doing a conservative talk show. I am doing an American talk show, trying to create a forum where we can ultimately learn to create that rising tide that lifts all boats. Everybody in this country thinks they are special. Nobody wants to be part of a team. Well, on this show, you can be a part of a team. You don't have to agree to be a part of it. That's the point. What made the country great what made us the greatest source of good the world has ever known was the expert work done by our founding fathers, many of whom did not agree on just about anything, okay? There's nothing more contentious than the drafting of our actual laws and constitution. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. That was pretty much every excerpt <laughs> from the Constitutional Convention. The only thing they agreed on was freedom! They wanted you to have freedom. Okay, and on this show, you got a lot of freedom, okay? You got the freedom to say anything you want, the freedom to say anything you believe, the freedom to disagree with the host. And, you know, feel free to be honest, too, because we don't have a lot of that in Washington. We have a lot of people that have injected themselves into issues that don't understand the issues. Like, they're trying to score political points off of something they don't know a hell of a whole lot about. A good example of that is guns. I bring up guns because as we're sitting here celebrating our freedom— Biden yesterday on Martin Luther King, he gave this whole speech where he was going after AR-15s again and explaining why you don't need them. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And when we talk about people talking about things they don't understand, everyone on the left thinks the AR in AR-15 stands for assault rifle. That is a fact check false. It is not assault rifle. It stands for Armalite, the maker of the gun way back when. Uh, but Joe Biden yesterday, in gaslighting the public over whether or not they should own these weapons, said they're not going to do you any good anyway. You want to take on the government, you know, you're going to need F-15s is what you're going to need. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Now, that's Biden. Okay, and to be clear, if you needed F-15s to get our government to stand down, apparently nobody told the Taliban in Afghanistan that chased us out of town with our tails between our legs because we had a president who initially took the troops out ahead of the civilians. That's stupid! Use your common sense! Only to bring the troops back, at which point we only had one airport instead of the requisite three, and we left Afghanistan with our tail between our legs. Something Biden's going to be getting investigated for uh, by 
the 118th Congress, which now has the power of oversight. Greg Stubbe is going to be discussing the fact that they want to get to the bottom of what they knew when they were telling the American people one thing and doing another. Don't ever forget, Biden and every general got on TV and they said, what? Oh, the Afghan army, the fiercest fighting force in the world. We train them ourselves. They have our weapons. They're not going to fold. Wrong. Okay, they were folding as the generals were in front of the media saying exactly that. They're not going to fold. At the time Biden gave his whole speech, the president of Afghanistan was already boarding a boat <laughs> with, with all the money he could get his hands on, was flown to a boat so he could flee, skip town, never to be seen or heard from again because he knew once his government collapsed, the Taliban, a terror group, was going to be in charge. Understand, the Afghan troop withdrawal was really humiliating on a world stage because the world, they don't take their cues from our media who on MSNBC and CNN were like, no, it's good, Biden's it good. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. The world, which has perspective, was watching what you were watching and being honest about it. They were seeing people cling to the wheels of jumbo jets. They were seeing people throw their babies over barbed wire fences in hopes of getting them out of the country. Think about where you have to be as a person, that you have this baby. It's in your arms. It was born into you. You were blessed by God with the ability to raise this child. But you know that conditions on the ground in Afghanistan will be so dire under the Taliban that you'd rather throw your kid over the fence like you're throwing a baseball into the stands. You're a right fielder who just caught the third out of an inning. And as you're jogging back to the dugout, you throw the ball into the stands. Anybody who catches it can take it home. People were doing that with babies in Afghanistan. Anyone who catches this will give my baby a better life than I can under Taliban rule. That's the situation Joe Biden created in Afghanistan. The world knows that. The world knows we went there and spent 20 years trying to make sure Afghanistan didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. We left with a terror group in charge and $85 billion worth of our weapons left behind. That can't be good. It's a real bad problem. So you better believe there's going to be an investigation. And you better believe when Barack Obama said never underestimate Joe's capacity to F things up, he was saying that based on firsthand experience. Joe Biden, if you remember, was the one guy in the room who didn't want Obama to go after Osama bin Laden. Joe Biden is the one guy that Robert Gates, the former defense secretary, famously said in his biography, Joe Biden, bless his heart. But there's a guy that's been wrong about every major foreign policy decision of the last 40 years. So with the world knowing that this idiot is in charge, a guy who's always going to put politics ahead of the people, the world is encroaching on our position at the top of the rankings on the world stage. That's why you see the buildup in Taiwan. That's why you see the aggression in Ukraine. Okay, that's why you see China back-channeling with Iran. Okay, that's why you see all of these things happening. world doesn't take Joe Biden seriously. And they saw Joe Biden in the aftermath of the Afghan troop withdrawal get on TV with a straight face and tell everybody that it was a success. Babies are getting thrown over fences. People are clinging to the wheels of jumbo set jets. No, no, we got this. It's good. It was a success. That is offensive, and it is not true. Not true. Okay. Harris Faulkner even says so. I'll be on our show tomorrow, 1145 Eastern, if you want to watch it. But right now what you're going to watch is a president who really, I mean, when he wades into arguments, whether it's the argument he was making on behalf of Afghanistan or even yesterday with guns, 
Biden used Martin Luther King Day to remind everybody the cops are racist and we need to change the way we train cops to shoot. Okay, I want you to hear his take on this. And then I'll explain to you why this is the dumbest thing you'll ever hear from anybody. It is clip 32. To emphasize de-escalation, we have to retrain cops. As to why should you always shoot for de- with deadly force? The fact is, if you need to use your weapon, you don't have to do that. And look, to call a fresh approach to recruit and how we recruit, how we hire, how we train, how we promote, and how we retain, retain law enforcement. Such an idiot. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. I mean, think about this. So Biden says, why do we got to train cops to shoot to kill? We don't have to train them to shoot to kill. (laughs) We absolutely do. Are you ready? Do you want to know why? Are you okay with this? Buckle up. Okay, the reason cops are taught to shoot center mass, center mass, is because 99% of police firearm discharges take place from less than six feet away. They don't know they're going to be shooting someone till they're about to shoot someone. Someone is less than six feet from them. They are wielding some type of a threat. The police discharges their firearm. They are taught to shoot center mass to increase the likelihood of them actually hitting something. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, why is that significant to you? Because if they're taught, as Biden says, "Eh, just shoot for the wrist, wing them in the elbow, catch them in the ankle. This could be a problem. Why is it a problem? Because it increases the likelihood that they miss the shot and someone who doesn't deserve to be shot and met with deadly force is because of a missed shot by the cops. The reason they're taught to shoot center mass is one, to protect their lives, but two, to protect the lives of the people around the criminal. We have to stop. I'm just telling you, it's not a Republican point. This is not a I want you to get mad at Joe Biden point. I don't care. Okay, but we have to stop doing this thing where we're trying to create more empathy for the criminal than for the cop, where we're trying to create more empathy for the people who break the laws than the people who follow the laws. Do you understand if you teach cops, oh, they don't have to shoot with deadly force? Yeah, you know what that means? That means they're a lot less likely to hit their target. So, yes, if you're robbing a store at gunpoint and someone shoots you and kills you, that sucks. Okay, but you want to know how it was entirely avoidable? Are you ready for it? If you didn't rob the store to begin with. And understand, the people in that store who are just going about their day but are now being held at gunpoint, okay, we shouldn't increase their chances of dying because you broke the law, showed no respect and value for human life, and engaged in a life-threatening act against a cop or another law-abiding member of society. The fact remains, when you reposition the worldview on crime to be that of, well, the police just need to chill out. You know who hears that message loud and clear? The criminals. Correct the mundo. Do you know what we've had since the all-cops-are-racist Black Lives Matter fiasco of 2020? 
a 40-year surge in early retirements, and a massive spike in the murder rate amongst the black community, sadly. They always get the bill for what white liberals want to do. Okay, and to be clear, it wasn't just white liberals in the summer of 2020. It was every woke member of the left-wing squad. Diversity is our strength, but not when it comes to policy. If you want to talk about the diversity in this clip that espoused one worldview, which is that the cops have to go. Yes, I support the defund movement because this is about the the um, investment in our communities, which have historically been divested. Not only do we need to defund, but we need to dismantle and start anew. Why use the word defund? Why use the word defund? And it's like, this is the word that's coming from the streets. <laughs> that's the word coming from the streets. AOC is a dope. That's what we need to do. We need to take the words of the people on the streets, the ones committing the crimes. They want to defund the police. I'll say it again. AOC is a dope. But what's so infuriating about that aspect is that everybody's saying defund the police. Everybody's saying teach the police to shoot to graze, not to shoot to kill. They don't care because they have 24-hour police protection. Joe Biden, 24-hour police protection. Everything about Joe Biden is protected 24 hours a day, except the classified documents he leaves on the floor of his garage. But even somebody like AOC, why use the word defund? Truthfully, because she doesn't care. It doesn't affect her. She's a security detail. Look at Cori Bush, who is the most vehement, you know, police critic on the planet. We got to defund the police and then got caught spending $210,000 on private police security. Do you remember that one? I sure do. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. You're an idiot. We're trying to save lives by defunding the police. Let me explain this to you one more time. Cops, good. Criminals, bad. Should every criminal who commits a crime, resists arrest, deserve to die? No. But the way we oversimplify this is like, well... This guy was shoplifting at a store. Nobody deserves to die because they were shoplifting at a store. But what they leave out is what went on between the shoplift and the death, which is often a violent struggle or attack on the cops. Again, I'm not saying I want more people to die. What I'm saying is I want more people to get their head out of their asses and realize that we're doing all of ourselves a disservice if we can't at least acknowledge that you changed the odds of your survival when you violently attacked a cop, a cop who doesn't have the luxury of shooting to graze because he might miss you, the dirtbag, and hit somebody else who has no business being in this altercation. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. You're right, you're right. You're right. The show that leaves you without hope or change. I'm telling you, man, this stuff will poison your mind. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is 
Fox across America. Your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon doing the damn thing. Going to be rapping with Greg Stubbe from the great state of Florida in the next break. But right now we head out to Sheridan, Wyoming. Reese is on the line. Yo, Reese. Jimmy, I am so disappointed with the way things are going with this whole uh, uh, investigation mm. on the Biden thing. Uh-huh. Like, why are they not treating Biden the same way that they do Trump? Well, did you hear Wesley? Just did, wrong. You, did you hear Wesley Hunt yesterday? He said they raided Mar-a-Lago because they wanted to go through Melania's closet. He might not be wrong. Well, <laughs> I know it. She might have had some good stuff in there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> hubba hubba. But uh, let me tell you, uh, there the the Trump raid. This is what the this is what they got wrong because by raiding Trump as aggressively as they did. They played up classified documents uh, in a way that really makes Biden look infinitely worse than he would have looked. Meaning if there's no Trump raid and we just, oh, we got some docs at Biden's house, nobody dives in with the level of, you know, alarm and concern that they now do. Because you realize a lot of the stuff that's happened to Trump has always been what the Democrats are guilty of. Like when Trump was impeached for doing business in Ukraine, what did we come to find out? The, the Bidens were doing a lot of shady business in Ukraine. We even have Biden on camera bragging about firing a prosecutor so they would get their foreign aid. So when it comes to classified information, what are they probably accusing Trump of? Exactly what they know a Democrat was doing, which means Biden could have been up to God knows what. I think this could get really ugly, personally. We just gotta. We gotta stop them. We have got to stop the left. Well, and everything that they're doing. Well, that's elections. So bad. That, that's a, that's elections, and it's coming. And you're not wrong. Um, uh, but yeah, I know. I I feel like it's rubbing you the wrong way. Is that what you're telling me, Reese? Yeah, it's it's rubbing me the wrong way. Like they they have one rule for that side of the aisle and the other rule for the other side of the aisle. Yeah, it does seem and like that. We have just gotta we gotta stop it. All right, no fair, okay, but that's that's a call to electoral arms, is what it is, Reese. Nobody listening to me is joining your little crazy militia unless you create an app where we don't have to get off our butts. But we love you, and we gotta go. <laughs> I'll see you soon, brother man. Greg Stuby is coming. And hopefully he can cheer up Reese, because Reese is not having it. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And as you know, you'll see me on your television tonight. I'll be on Waters World with Jesse Waters at 7 o'clock. And then I will be on Gutfeld our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld at 11 o'clock. But joining us now on the show is a man who could be in a movie if Byron Donalds gets his way. I am talking about Florida Representative Greg Stubbe. Hey, man. Hey, how are you? Are Let, you doing a casting call? So here's the thing. Let's talk about this. So Donalds was on last week, and we were talking about the, you know, the beginnings of the 118th Congress. And he had decided, and you know Byron, uh, humble as ever, modest as ever, said that if there's a movie about the 118th Congress, he would be played by Michael B. Jordan. That was his take. Uh, oh, this, I, which Again, I, you talk about delusions of grandeur, and nobody likes Byron Donalds more than you and me, but I had to take him down a peg. Uh, but then we then deduced that Wesley Hunt from Texas uh, would be played by Louis Gossett Jr. So now what we're trying to determine, and this was a point of debate amongst both Donalds and Wesley Hunt, is who plays Stubby in the movie. Do you have any suggestions? 
That's a great question. I've never thought about that. I think I'll have to take some time and think about that. Wow, what a pro answer, Stuvi. Nobody comes to mind right yeah. off the top. Yeah, I don't. I always say that too. I don't know who. I don't know who the hell would play me when people make like make that joke because I look like a before model. So I don't know. I think I'd have to play me. I, you wouldn't want to do this to an actor to play me. But you're in well, shape. Go ahead. If I was clean shaven, what was the actor that played the the like wingman in The Last Maverick? Not the guy that was with Tom Cruise, but the other guy that saved them in the end of the movie. Oh, oh, the guy who plays Goose's son. I got to think of Will. The, oh, the pro- other guy. Yeah, the producers will come up with this. But no, wait. Well, we like where you. Is it Miles Teller? Maybe. I don't even know the guy's name. I think, he's in, I think they just did another film on like, um, oh, Paramount. Okay. He's in, and he plays a World War II fighter pilot with an African American guy. Okay. Based on a true story. Oh, get out! Remember that guy? That's the first one that comes. You to got mind. that guy's at the front of the line. Okay. Well, a lot yeah. of people if are. I, so- but I have to shave my beard, so because I'd look a lot. I'd look like twenty years younger if I didn't have gray in my beard. <laughs> Well, you know what? If you ever fulfill your lifelong goal of playing for the Yankees, they'd make you shave your beard, too. Do they still do that? Yeah. Most of these major league guys don't do that. Oh, it's just the Yankees? Yeah, the Yankees still are trying to adhere to the old-school Steinbrenner clean-cut thing. Uh, but I don't. I I, I kind I kind of feel it changing. Like, cause you know, like they never change their uniforms either because of tradition. But now it's dawned on them you can make a lot of money if you throw on a Sunday navy once in a while. You know what I'm saying? So well, the Boston guys like grow theirs out as yeah. long as they can get it during playoffs is kind of like a like yeah. a trademark thing. Yeah, yeah, no, the red the Red Sox if they make the second round of the playoffs, it looks like you're at a ZZ Top concert. It's, right. It's, un- it's unbelievable. But, yes, we laugh. Greg Stubbe is on the line from the 17th Congressional District of Florida, the Miles Teller of Congress, to hear him say it. I will put that down in the ledger, and I'll let De- Byron weigh in next time he's on. Um, so many investigations going on. I'm just going to start with Biden, and we'll work our way down to the other Biden-related investigations. Um, do you buy for one second that their CEI- the CIA wouldn't have visitor logs to who visited a president at that home? No. I, I don't – there's so many questions that mm-hmm. surround all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the timing, the fact that they had this information before the midterms and didn't make it public, mm-hmm. the fact that now all of a sudden they're making it public, the fact that they find documents here and then documents there, and now we're finding out that Hunter Biden had access to the House, and then we find out that actually Hunter was paying his dad 50 grand a month for the House. So that's a backdoor way of paying – the big guy mm. for the money that Hunter's getting from the Chinese Communist Party and from the Ukrainians in Burisma and all these other backdoor deals that feed this corruption that has the laid out what is the Biden family. And each day we get more and more information. And thankfully, now that we have the majority, we can actually start subpoenaing these individuals, put them under oath and deposing them and asking them tough questions um, but there's so many questions out there. I mean, this is this is classified documents that were while he was vice president, yep. like six years ago. Yep. And we're suddenly now his lawyers are finding it and his lawyers don't have classification. They don't have top secret clearance. So now they're basically a suspect in all of this. Yep. There's a lot more questions right now. The answers. I, I would agree with you there. And what I find so laughable on its face is we keep getting this explanation that, well, the lawyers found more documents and immediately stopped reading when they saw the word classified because they realized they didn't have the clearance. In what world does the lawyer not want to know what's in those documents because they might ultimately have to defend against some type of charge? I mean, isn't that like legal 101? 
Oh, especially his lawyers. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about his lawyers. Yes. Of course they read the documents, <laughs> but they don't want to then be charged yeah. with reading classified information. So they're smart enough at least to be like, oh, no, no, I saw the heading. You know, I saw classified, so I stopped reading. Oh, okay, well, we won't ask you any more questions. Su- such a racket. It's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, no one buys it. And the point you made about the rent. So on Zillow.com, the real estate website, they say that a house would rent for $7,600 a month, which is expensive. But it ain't $50,000 a month. So it does sound an awful lot like he was paying extra. And I don't think that was for utilities like heat and oil. It does sound like some back channeling. So my question to you is, um, with the oversight ability that Congress now has, are they impeded in any way by the fact that they've declared this an ongoing investigation by the DOJ? Like, does the special counsel... Um, deny you guys access to investigating certain things, or can one coexist with the other? Yes, they will definitely hide behind that, mm-hmm. but we have the ability, we can subpoena Hunter Biden's information. We can subpoena other people that have access to that house. There are other avenues from a legal perspective, put my lawyer hat on for a yeah, second, yeah. that you can use to get at the information that you're trying to get to and not get that information from the DOJ. Um, they're going to try to hide behind that, but because we're doing our own investigation, I'm sure there are tools that Congress has either in closed-door meetings or in classified briefings or whatever the case may be to get the information that we're after. And if the DOJ and the FBI are unwilling to do that because they're going to hide behind the cloak of, oh, this is an ongoing investigation, we can't cooperate with you, then we have subpoena authority to go after Hunter. Hunter doesn't have any protection. No. So we can go after directly him, bring him in, and start asking him tough questions. But I'm sure there are other people that we're going to want to depose and talk to first Mm -hmm. that will lead us to him. So you have all of your ducks in a row when you are prepared to depose him, knowing how he is or isn't going to answer things when you have those documents. So it'll take a little bit of time, but I think we we have the ability in that. I mean, it's so huge that we have – the majority now and have this power to invoke all of these things and go after these individuals. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what oversight's going to do. I'm also looking forward to, we should know by the end of this week, who's on that special committee, that select committee specifically to go after the FBI and the DOJ. Mm-hmm. And then it will be very hard for them to hide behind that. Um, because we're investigating the FBI and the DOJ. That's wild. Uh, Greg Stubbe is on the line, representative from the 17th Congressional District of Florida. Uh, I definitely think everybody listening has an interest in that because we don't feel like we're getting an even application of the law. But there's another there's another um, investigation that's getting a lot of chatter now on our airwaves here at Fox, and that's Afghanistan. My question on Afghanistan is, what is the goal there? Is it figuring out like what they knew and when they knew it as it pertains to the collapse of the government? Or what? It, what is, there, is it bigger than that? I think it's bigger than that in a couple of senses. One, Blinken and the Secretary of State was technically in charge, mm-hmm. some what we were told, because I was on foreign affairs, mm-hmm. um, of all of that. So I believe that the conduct that that occurred there is impeachable as it relates to him. Okay. I believe that the conduct that occurred from Milley um, is is not impeachable because he's a military officer. You can't impeach him. Mm-hmm. It would require the president to do some type of um, dereliction of duty charge under the UCMJ, which this president's obviously not going to do. But what the committee can do is put all of that facts and evidence before the American people and see how much of a dereliction of duty. Why? I mean, there's so many questions here, too. Yep. Why do we leave $80 billion worth of military equipment 
for our uh, a globally recognized terrorist organization, which you know now is just going to turn around and probably sell it to Russia. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in a period of time in this Ukraine-Russian war if our military equipment is somehow ending up on the battlefield on the Russian side because the Taliban is selling uh, the equipment to the Russians. And so there's that piece of it. Then there's the piece of it where the bomber that blew himself up and killed our uh, service members, he was released from Bagram Air Base, which there was a lot of internal discussion allegedly as to whether – to give up Bagram, which they never should have done. It was a horrible decision that they made. They could have done relief efforts and, and um, infills and exfills from there much easier than uh, the, the capital area, but they chose not to. There was a prison there that all of these guys, bad guys, Taliban, uh, ISIS, were all released. And one of the guys that was released from there, again, Millie, that made this decision, ultimately the president, mm-hmm. uh, this guy came down and blew up a bunch of our service members. There's got to be some accountability to that. And then in response to that, just so they could show that, oh, Biden's doing something, they did a drone strike and killed, I think it was like eight or nine children and 12 individuals who were civilians who were actually trying to flee the area and then told all of us, oh, this was a bomber and we had intel and this was a good strike. And then we find out later this was a bunch of civilians, some of which were children, who authorized that strike. How is, that, how is there not going to be accountability for that, uh, for the American people to see what happened there um, and for the accountability of the lives that were lost there that never should have been lost and all of the, the things that happened there, uh, there's a lot to unfold and unpack there as well. Wow. So you're telling me the guy who plays you in the movie is going to have a lot of scenes, man. Yeah, he's going to be busy. <laughs> Although I, it'd be kind of fun to fly a fighter jet. but I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Well, maybe. Listen, if, my, if, if guy. maybe we tell Miles Teller that if he plays you in the movie, he throws you a little something in the next Top Gun because they pretty much have to make one now. The movie made like a trillion dollars because people wanted to watch a plane movie where guys weren't being forced to wear a mask. So Top Gun Maverick just took off. So you got a shot. You got a shot at the, at the third part of the trilogy. That's my offer. Yeah, I'm just a cameo. I'm good with just like a cameo in the background. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll throw my weight around. Good stuff, man. I appreciate your time. Yeah, anytime. Good the to best. talk to you. There he goes. The great representative Greg Stubbe could be working a cameo in the next Top Gun film. I'd be, I'd be into that. He says Miles Teller. So we have, if you're keeping score at home, Byron Donalds considers himself to be the Michael B. Jordan of Congress. That is his claim. Wesley Hunt is is Lewis Gossett Jr. And Stubby is now Miles Teller, uh, who, of course, played the son of Goose in the Top Gun Maverick sequel. Uh, just if you've been keeping score at home about the pretend Hollywood castings of Congress, because that's the kind of hard-hitting journalism we get into on this show. We'll have more of it after this on Fox Across America. The critics have spoken. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is Fox Across America. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon hanging out with you on the radio. Tonight I will be hanging out with you on the TV. I will be on Waters World at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Fox News Channel. And then at 11 p.m. you will see me on Gutfeld with Greg Gutfeld. Tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. you can catch me on the Faulkner Focus with Harris Faulkner, who of course cannot wait to have me on. That is offensive and it is not true. Well, I'll be there nonetheless. So how about that? And if you want to hang out in person, a couple of quick dates coming up. Uh, Saturday night, February the 4th, I will be at the Carson Nugget, Carson, Nevada. If you want to come hang out, your radio buddy. And uh, in February, the 17th and the 18th, 
heading up to Fat Cats Comedy Club. Could have a member of the Fela family in tow. Uh, that is a Friday, Saturday show. Uh, Friday night, February 17th, Saturday night, the 18th. Uh, March the 3rd, I will be at the Federal Way Performing Arts and Events Center in Federal Way, Washington. We can hang out in the tent city, shoot up on a sidewalk, start our own pretend country at Seattle. Why the hell not? Uh, March the 4th, I will be at the Crest Theater in Sacramento, California. Hey, girl. And then in April, I am at the Tower Theater in Bend, Oregon on April the 7th. I will be at the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho on April the 8th. And then I will be at Bananas Comedy Club in Bergen, New Jersey, April 21st and 22nd, right here on the East Coast. So if you want to come hang with your radio buddy in person, I mean, the one thing you'll hear me say a lot is I I mean, I love doing stand up because that's my background. You know, Dave Fox, I I was a feral cat my whole life. I was driving a cab and doing stand up. I've never held a formal organized job before. So Fox News has basically domesticated me as a feral cat and brought me inside the building and taught me how to not pee on the furniture and chew on stuff and everything like that, fling my food around and everything in between. Uh, Stand-up comedy is my opportunity to let the cat back outside and kill a few birds, drag a few mice back to the doormat on Monday morning when I do Newsroom with Bill and Dana. So I love getting out on the road, and I am so incredibly proud of the crowd that we have cultivated. When we go on the road, everybody's cool, and I always say it's one of the most empowering things you can do is show up to one of our events and realize that everybody who listens to the show is just like you. Uh, the ages vary wildly. Uh, races vary wildly. Uh, but the one thing they all have in common is they're just like cool people who just want, you know, get the government the hell out of their lives. They're not filled with hate like the Democrats want you to believe. You know, they're not living a life of fear. The only thing they fear is running out of beer. So it's a good crowd. They're always fun. You know, I know kind of what I'm doing. I've been doing stand-up a long time. These are fun shows. And who knows? You might even get a chance to date our producer, Mikey, because we had pledged a week and a half ago we were going to do something called Mikey Mondays, where we were going to dedicate the last segment of the Monday show to finding Mikey a significant other. Well, yesterday uh, we kind of ran long because Wesley Hunt got on the air late and we had the blowout Mikey Mondays. But today on uh, what I guess we're calling, I don't know, Tuesdays. <laughs> Mikey, uh, have we made any progress on the mission? Get those headphones on. Let me know. Justin, you can feel free to chip in as long as whatever progress does not involve a woman being paid. Mikey, how are we looking? Not great. <laughs> oh, no, Mikey. No. I was all ex- I thought we had a big update. Justin. Have you noticed any leads in or around the Fox News area since we started this campaign? (laughs) Not yet, but I'm just here for moral support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will have you all know I will be checking the Fox Across America inbox where you guys message me personally to see if we have uncovered any leads on Mikey Mondays. And uh, I will continue to be working diligently in my free time to set something up. You know, obviously our hands are tied here at Fox. We can't date in the workplace. We're all get thrown out onto the street. It's corporate America in 2023 it's not the you know there, there was a time in this country where a man could just ask a girl out for a drink and you didn't get like tased and thrown into the hudson river you know we're not living in that time anymore so we got to look beyond the building and that's where we bring in the support of the outside world if you have uncovered any leads from mikey who has a really cool job he's the producer of your favorite radio show on the planet you know he can't really give you a lot of dirt on me because i give it to you on the air i'm sitting here telling you everything i know but uh, he can certainly show you a good time. Mikey's a great guy, hard worker, big sports fan, 
loves the country, and you'll never feel better about your own drinking than you will if you go out with Mikey. I mean, think about that, Mikey. Maybe we need to update your profile. Do you have? Uh, are you on any dating sites? Of course, yeah. You uh, are okay. Yeah. You said what? It was worthlessmiracle.net. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. He's on a okay, stupid. No, I'm kidding. What are you? Uh, singles? No. Nah. No. What? What are you on? Uh, Hinge, Mikey's Bumble, on, okay. Tinder. Yeah, all the. The know, sun the never ones. sets on the Mikey dating app empire. So you you were on? Would you say Hinge? Yep. Bumble. Mm-hmm. What was the third one? Uh, Tinder. And Tinder. Hinge, Bumble, and Tinder. I don't on any of these. Like Mikey, when I uh, was dating, like I had to go out and lie right to the woman's face. I didn't get to just lie behind some profile like, yeah, I'm in the CIA. You know, I just want world peace and to start an orphanage for puppies. You know, I had to go out and make up this crap in a woman's face over a drink, uh, which Mikey is very well uh, willing to do, ladies, if you're listening. He doesn't just need to lie to you on the Internet. He can lie to your face uh, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, I'll pay, too. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll pay for the drink. Wow. Chivalry is not dead on Mikey Mondays, even if they spill into an overtime on Tuesdays. But this show is over. There's no more time. You can watch me on Waters World tonight. We'll see you on Gutfeld as well. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.